With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up? What's up, War Report family? It's your boy, Mike G, here with your weekly pod. Well, with my guy, Auburn Memes. Memes, how you doing, brother? Been doing great as always. We're in March. We're ready to do the thing. Uh, we got brackets pulled up. I think we're going to be talking about some brackets. We so are. Let's we, talk about some brackets. We are talking about brackets. So it is March Madness time. We are in the tournament. Auburn pulled Jacksonville State in the first round uh, in the Midwest region of the NCAA tourney. Uh, I want to start with this. Um, what What are we looking for in this first round versus Jacksonville State? Now. We we had a all time terrible offensive performance versus Texas A and M in the SEC tournament. KD very notably went zero for fourteen from the field, and we lost by five points. Uh, what things are you looking for, or do you want to see from Auburn in this first round game? Well, there's a lot of there's been a lot of question marks around the team, a lot of fuel for the doubters. Which to me, in a weird way, like I. I thoroughly enjoy a little bit, and I, I just think Texas A&M's run in the SEC tournament was a little unprecedented, and it kind of, I think, made myself and a lot of other Auburn people feel like, okay, whew, like, all right, we, just, we lost to a hot team. Like, it wasn't just poor performance on Auburn as much as it was really good performance on Texas A&M because I think Auburn lost to them by five. And then a- after, after that, they just went on, they just went on a murderer's row through there. So there were still a lot of issues with that. And I think the most consistent issue that a lot of people have been saying in you know, the media, just basketball fans cover people, you know, everybody, the message boards, Twitter, wherever you're getting the information, the chatter's there. And the phrasing you're going to be hearing all the time with that is that inconsistent guard play, inconsistent guard play. Yeah, It's a very valid thing. It has been inconsistent. And we know when it's hot, it's hot. But when it's cold, well... It's cold. And we've been seeing more cold than hot lately. I think seeing that away from home is going to make people feel a little bit more rejuvenated for Auburn. Just smart shooting, good three-point shot percentage, just keeping things moving and really just not being a liability, not, not throwing up bricks. Everybody between KD, Wendell, ends up just doing what they need to do, sticking to their assignments, and just playing good fundamental basketball where you're not out there kind of like, you know, holding, you know, gripping your couch pillows, sweating like, oh my gosh, like, well, we, 
you know, uh, what's about to happen, just preparing yourself for the worst when they cross the half court line, just seeing that consistency out of that position is I really think all that needs to happen from this game, aside from just like a very solid win. Yeah, you know, make them play well. Yeah, here's where I'm at. Like, because you said inconsistent guard play. I'm just going to say like non-existent offensive play from the guard position. We have played historically bad games offensively in some of these losses only to lose by like five or six. Yeah. So 0 for 14 is a tough pill to swallow, you know, from the guy who took the second most shots on your team. It was tough. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean, like, go on my thing. (laughs) I just feel, I just feel like we didn't need a hurt. We don't need Herculean performances from our guards. We just need average play because the identity of this basketball team is defense. Because that is the one thing that hasn't failed us this year. Yeah, and it doesn't need to be this hero basketball. It doesn't have to be every single, like, I'm going to put the team on my back kind of thing. Just be consistent and don't be a liability. Don't turn it over. And that's that's kind of what we've been seeing in some of these situations where it wasn't necessary. It's like, we don't need to be taking that shot or, hey, we don't need to be forcing it. I think you need to have a good balance of scoring. There needs to be more assists. I think you need to have a good balance of threes, you know, good percentage of threes. And a few shots where you just get get down the court, get a nice layup, and just, you know, a mid-range here there. Just enough to keep everybody honest to know, hey, it's not just one-dimensional. We keep them out here. If you watch some of that filming and A&M, I mean, they just loaded down there in the box and said, hey, y'all can have that three-point shot, but you're definitely not getting to the rim. We know you're not going to shoot it effectively deep or mid-range, so... Hey, you do you do your thing out there. We'll give it to you all day, and we'll rebound it, and we'll get the ball back. And um, I don't know if this is going to be as much on the guards. This is going to be for team morale on both sides of the court. But you got to get those rebounds back. Facts. You know, we we can't be losing those rebound battles. And I think just all of these issues that have been happening some of these past few weeks is let's just put those behind us. Let's get a get an actual get right game. Get the confidence up with the team for doing the stuff that they need to be doing and not doing the stuff they shouldn't be doing and just not give the winner of USC and Miami anything, any just mental blocks from Auburn. of just like, you know, we don't want to be looking at stat sheet and say, Hey, you got rebounded 15 to 20 plus on the wrong direction. Another game in less than a month. Right. And as you mentioned with those offensive droughts, we can't be having these games where it is just these, five to 12 minute just horrendous scoring droughts where you're up by 12 to 15 points and you let another team get back in it. There cannot be just, that's been a killer. And that's been a problem all season. Even when Auburn was dominating wins, it was they'd be giving up these leads and just going on these weird droughts where just, I don't know if it was the foot off the, I still even looking back cannot see like, how are these things like, how is it that you're just going to go put up a massive number of points in this section and then just go, like ice cold in another. So just score consistent points. Don't make it a whole bunch here, absolutely nothing here, and then a whole bunch here to close it out. Just be consistent across the board. If they play that kind of basketball against Jacksonville State and have momentum that runs into the tournament, that's a team that's going far. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, just think about, let's talk. Let's go back to X, uh, A&M because that's our most recent marker for how this team has performed. Now, A&M, A&M was, yeah, listen, A&M was hot. They were hot going into the tournament. They ultimately made a run. 
all the way to the SEC title get tourney title game. They got robbed. They should have been in this tournament, uh, but we won't go off on that tangent. They should have they should have made the tournament with the performance that they had. But not all battle, but we stand behind them. We stand behind them. Like listen, yeah. sol- solidarity with our Aggie brothers over there in Texas. Yeah, but, I'm not going to. I'm not start fight for you, but I'm definitely like <laughs> you, you got robbed. Like I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. you know I'll tell somebody. I won't jump in, but I, I'll call nine one one for you. Um, so KD 0 for 14, <laughs> highly noted, <laughs> right? Uh, but outside of that, man, two for eight for, from Zepp Jasper hurt. Um, Cambridge took three shots, didn't hit one. Carwell took one shot, uh, didn't hit, didn't hit it. Uh, Jalen Williams took two shots, only hit one. And, you know, Chris Moore played two minutes, uh, but didn't, um, didn't log any points. Now, Wendell Green got hot in the fourth quarter, but prior to that, he was like one for eight before he yes. started raining threes, you know, down the back uh, half stretch. So I think it's, and we still lost that game by five points. Yeah, I mean, for Wendell, I mean, it was just too little too late. And that's what I kind of mentioned, this consistency. It's just like, Spread that throughout the game. Now, I'm never going to be mad at a guy getting hot. I'm never going to be mad at a guy making just contested logo threes. I mean, that is my, that's like my drug of choice. Like, I mean, I was getting so hyped when those shots were coming in, but that's like getting hot on the craps table. Like, that's not a consistent product. Like, we can't, we can't count on that to pay the bills. We love it when it happens, but we saw that, like, that's, that's not a consistent strategy to win the game. That's also not going to be a consistent strategy to win, you know, to win the tournament or to advance very far in the tournament. It's good to know you've got that in the pocket. And Bruce has been saying, we got to have somebody step up and score. I mean, that was a situation. I mean, he stepped up and he got the points when we needed him. Too little, too late. Yeah, listen. So uh, beyond our first, so assuming that Auburn makes it through Jacksonville State, you know, the monster Jacksonville State, the mountain that is Jacksonville State. The Gamecocks. In the first round. Um Let's move on to how far, how far realistically with as little Homer energy as you can possibly have. Answer this question. How far can Auburn really go in this tournament? What is this team ceiling? Well, looking at the bracket, and there's there's opinions everywhere of, you know, what was the best region to be in, yada, yada, yada. I, I don't hate, I don't hate where Auburn's at. I, I think the Midwest is fine. I would much rather be in the Midwest than the East. The uh the West is tricky. I mean, the the matchup against Alabama could be comical if they were to make a little run and meet in the Sweet 16. And, you know, honestly, the South is pretty, pretty tough as well. So I, I don't I don't hate Auburn's position here. Uh, and honestly, as a two seed, there's some there's some tough little rounds with some one seeds as well. So the one seed aside from bragging rights, I mean, I think Auburn's position is just fine here. I don't think you could really make an argument. Unless they were a top one seed and could just pick pick their seat and the whole thing, that it really would make a huge difference. But as far as where they can go, I mean, without without putting too much emphasis on Jacksonville State, Jacksonville State has had ten losses this season. I would just be hard pressed to believe that unless Auburn just absolutely utterly imploded. I mean, some of these losses include they just their most recent <clears throat> most recent loss was to was to Jacksonville, not to be confused with Jacksonville State. So, for dyslexic people, I'm sorry for that confusion there. 
But you, you lose to a team like Stetson, Central Arkansas, North mm. Florida, mm. and South Alabama. Tragedy. They lost to Troy, which uh, with Tatchy State. They beat Drexel. That's a good one. Okay. And you know Alabama. Yeah, that's a, you know I mean honestly losing to Alabama this. That's always a uh, that's always a brutal one to have on the resume. Personally, wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> so I mean, needless to, needless to say, I mean they had a, they had a ten went a ten point win over North Alabama, a team that Auburn just absolutely steamrolled. So point of it being is there if you look some things on the stat sheet, I mean you can always t- tilt your head and say, well, this and this, but at the end of the day, there's a reason that two seeds don't lose to fifteen seeds very often. I think we could probably safely say I'm sure a large percentile of people are going to have Auburn advancing to yeah. at least the round of 32. Let, let, now, let's not forget, in our Final Four run, one of the hardest games we played was that first game against uh, New Mexico State. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that in 2019, I mean, that was Auburn's toughest game in the month of March, I mean, even dating the SEC tournament. I mean, they almost tripped up, and that was a very close game. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that was a five or twelve seed, which we always remember. The yeah, five twelve is like the easiest. That's the easiest upset that always seems to happen. Those twelve seeds are just always really. They got some spunk to them. They're tricky. Those are the teams that won their conference, but and played a great season. But they came from some a little bit more obscure conference, and they got an auto qualifier. But you got slotted right. at twelve. Um, now, yeah, at the end of the day, Auburn should just Auburn Auburn should just out athlete Jacksonville State. I mean, it would just it, it would have to take an implosion of Auburn and just Jacksonville State just making just video game shots for this to be a game. And, I mean, is it possible? Anybody can beat anybody in basketball, but is so it how, probable? Probably so, not. So how far? What's this team ceiling, man? All how right, far are they we'll, going? All right, well, let's go to it. So let's just say for conversation's sake, we gave Jacksonville State a little bit of airtime here. Auburn advances. Okay. You've got the winner of USC Miami. I think there is a fair amount of debate about either one of those teams. So USC is 26 and 7. They are ranked, I believe, 22 in the AP right now. Miami is 23 and 10, fourth in the ACC. USC came third in the Pac 12. The ACC was garbage this year, has to be noted. So I'm going to go over um, just some key wins and losses on USC schedule. So they kind of came, they kind of, you know, similar to Auburn, they've they've kind of been stalling in March. They played some, they played some good teams. So they played Arizona, lost by 20. Uh, that was March 1st, March 5th. They played UCLA, 75 to 68, and lost. Now they did beat UCLA by three points, February. Twelfth. Now, granted, they beat you at they beat UCLA when they played them at home. They lost to UCLA on the road. Now they did lose to Arizona at home. Mm. They beat Washington by four, and they lost to UCLA again. Presumably, that been would have been in the Pac-12 tourney by ten points. So, where we're we getting at, you got a loss to Stanford. You got a second loss to Arizona. Got a loss to Oregon. Lost to Stanford. And really, I'm I'm just kind of you know giving it the old uh, quick glance here. 
I mean, minus that one win to UCLA, there's not really any kind of huge marquee win on USC schedule. So we're not worried about USC or Miami, pretty much is what I'm hearing, right? Like, well, I mean, if you if you're just looking at if you're just looking at it here, I mean, when USC was because I mentioned it's in a, you know not the best year for Pac-12 basketball, and kind of tore that end where they got down they got down in Murder's Row their schedule, they had a tough time, and even a handful of these wins they've had, USC is not blowing teams out really. I mean, they, they've had a handful of wins against teams that not necessarily the best, mm. so. Jumping over here to Miami, just kind of keep the conversation going. Yeah, you know, they they lost to Duke by four points, most recently in the tournament. I lost to Virginia Tech, lost to Virginia, who's not not the best this year. Virginia, I love I love getting to say that. Another loss to Virginia, lost to Notre Dame, Florida State, and Florida State. Now they did beat Duke earlier in the in, in the season. That was January eighth by two points, and that was at Duke. So, and Miami had a loss, I mean, an absolute blowout loss. I mean, Alabama beat the brakes off of them, 96 to 64. They lost to Dayton and they lost to UCF. So, I mean, they've got some ugly losses in here. And, you know, they got to win. They got to win over, they got to win at Louisville. You know, I mean, they've, they've got a few wins in here. Uh, they got to win at Syracuse, 75. The 72 that was at Syracuse. Now, as a reminder, Auburn played Syracuse and beat them 89 to 68 neutral side. So I, I think that to me, and if I'm filling my bracket out, like I might legitimately do a coin flip for that game. I that that's a toss-up. That that one could really go either way. So assessing both of those teams, I think Auburn has the dogs to beat both of them. I haven't researched the matchups to see which one I'd rather face. But I mean, at that point, you're still playing a power five team. Miami has already beaten Duke. Like they can beat anybody. So that game right there, that second round game is going to, that's no gimme game. No matter who you play there, you should have the ability to beat either team. Auburn, Hmm. Auburn would have to, at this point, these first two rounds, Auburn would have to lose to Auburn. I think we can safely agree on that. Okay, so so moving forward here. So, okay, so we agree this team's floor. I'm with you on all that. We agree this team's floor is the Sweet 16 then. Yeah. That should, that that should be, be the floor for this the, team. That would be the next time to go into. It's, it's, uh, unless Auburn implodes, we're in the Sweet 16, and that's where things get interesting. Uh, okay, so w- without digging too far into the weeds here, beyond the Sweet 16, uh, I want to jump to where our next topic was. Which team potential matchup worries you the most? Because I think I know where you're going. I mean, for me, this team ceiling is national championship. I think we have national championship level defense. We've got a national championship level player in Jabari Smith and a national championship level defender in Walker Kessler. All that spells championship to me if the other guys can provide a minimal amount of support. But I want to get your take of, of all the teams that. Auburn could potentially meet along the way from the Sweet 16 on, which potential matchup worries you the most? Well, the most likely scenario there, and like I said, I was mentioning the USC Miami Jacksonville State taking a little deep dive because that's that's your very you know, that's gonna be the likeliest scenario that we're gonna see without having to kind of hit the, you know, getting too far down the what if rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. The one that everybody's got to circles is very likely you're gonna see Wisconsin. 
I just don't believe that LSU is going to be able to make it that far considering all the stuff that's going on with Will Wade. And I think Auburn will be happy to see that. I think Auburn could, you know, you've already beaten LSU once, so bring them on again. But I just, I don't think that's happening. I think you got to circle Wisconsin-Auburn. And I think that's going to be the game that a lot of people are going to be like, hey, that's the that's the team that could really bounce Auburn from getting to the lead eight. I think if you get to the elite eight, you got to be playing some pretty elite basketball. And once you're there, that that's when it's like, hey, we all, all we're we're totally on for this being a national championship team. So mm-hmm. I mean, Wisconsin, Wisconsin had been on a just a a pretty hot streak of basketball. I mean, Big Ten is pretty good year. They're twenty four and seven. They're ranked 14 in the AP. I mean, they've got some... Wisconsin actually has some good wins on their schedule, but they also most recently lost to Nebraska. The same Nebraska team that Auburn beat earlier in the season, 99-68. to So, now granted, asterisks there. Johnny Davis, their leading scorer, did get hurt in that game, and he came back from Michigan State the following game, which they lost, and had one of the worst shooting careers. So, there is some head scratcher there is like, is that injury still affecting him or has he been thrown off in practice, et cetera, et cetera. But you took him out of the game, you lost to a pretty bad team. So, but Wisconsin has beaten other good teams. Wisconsin's not a bad team. That's the one you got to scratch your head at there. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you break down how you think that matchup. Yeah. See, this one does scare me. They play a slow brand of basketball. And I'm not sure I'm in love with, Auburn's half court offense right now. I think at times we it gets stale. Um, I think at times we maybe over dribble the basketball, we overplay. Uh, and sometimes they struggle into getting into a flow in the half court. So uh the way Wisconsin plays the game, eerily similar to the way their football team plays the game, slow and boring. Uh it really does this. I'm with you. This matchup worries me. And this is the first potential matchup that we have in this bracket, I think, that really tests your championship, you know, medal. Like, what kind of medal do you have in this one? Uh, you know, Wisconsin, you know, you got a two versus three matchup. So, I'm with you. I think Wisconsin gets by LSU. I have them advancing in my bracket uh, beyond the uh, the Will Wade-less Tigers. <laughs> and... Um, you know, it's it's because this is your floor as well, too, because this is the bare minimum it takes for us to not call this season a flop. You got to get by this game. And that's why this worries me. So down the stretch, uh, I had I had made a statement uh, because a lot of the Auburn fans, while we were winning earlier in the season, we only had that one loss to UConn. A lot of Auburn fans would say, but Mike, we haven't even played a complete game yet. And at the time, mid-season, I was like, that's true. As the season went along, I said, okay, guys, we don't we don't really get to say that anymore. We're pretty deep into the season. We might have to start accepting that this team just is what we're seeing. 100%. And, and <laughs> I, I had that realization, too, where it's like, that complete game just may not be here. I mean, this just may how it is what it is. Right. Win, win with good defense and do well with some hot shooting, but there hadn't been just 40 minutes of, there hadn't been that 2019, just Kansas, like, Hey, we're going to bury you. Like, no, nah, we're not taking that. We're not taking a wide open layup. Cause we're going to, you know, pass it out and just kill your heart and soul with a tr- draining a wet three. Yeah. So, 
Auburn has had a, a, a fun, like a nasty habit of letting teams back in in the second half, even when they were trying to you know go for that proverbial step on the throat. I felt like that 2019 team had uh, we're just going to take your heart and soul from you kind of mentality. And everybody on the court, I was watching highlights of that tournament the other day, and it was it was just everybody could give it to you. Uh, Anthony, right. Anthony Macklemore hitting, th- suddenly nailing threes. Um, you know, uh, Bryce Brown, obviously Jared Harper, uh, you know, uh, Chuma Okiki. You know, uh, it, it was just a lot of guys that could just get hot at any point and then bury you. Now, we have a guy on this team that can do that. First and foremost, Jabari. Secondly, Wendell Green. Uh, KD, again, just the way he plays the game is so emotional. There was a game earlier this season where he he seen, you know, he was fouling out of frustration. I felt like he was just frustrated with himself. He's a kid that cares a lot. And uh, I felt like maybe he lost it emotionally during that game a little bit. But this this game scares me. I, I'm with you. I'm glad you circled this one. Uh, beyond that, I don't. Again, I don't see any teams that we can't beat. Yeah, and I think it, it was just you know for the sake of the listeners. I mean, we're we're not going to say Auburn's losing this game. So Auburn beats Wisconsin. Okay, beats them by one. Beats them by hundred. Doesn't matter. Wins a win. Win is a win. It's the tournament, Elite baby. Eight. So let's circle. And at this point, you can really well you know you're 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 going you know chart meme up here of. All right, well, this to this to this to this. So let's just say from the other side of the Midwest, who would be most likely to meet Kansas in the Elite Eight? 100%. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna go full galaxy brain on this, and I'm not ruling out upset city with Iowa. I'm an Iowa truther. Been watching some of their basketball. They've been playing hot. Really? I won't, yeah, okay. I'm, hey, you heard it here first. Now, I'll probably be eating my words, or I'm going to be tweeting out this podcast. I got them going down to Providence. Okay, it's, I, I don't, don't go like down to Providence. I don't like. I think why I think Iowa beats it, not too late. Change your bracket. I'm just saying. You heard it from us or us. Like I'm, I'm two people. Me, you heard it from me. <laughs> you heard it from me here. I, I'm an Iowa truther. I don't like. I don't really think Providence is going to go hot. I think all now uh, the masses are probably going to say most likely opponents Kansas. I want it to be Kansas. Like if okay. I want blue blood. I want blue blood murders row again. That, that's what I'm after. But you could see a hot Iowa team. I won't go into the. I won't go too much into the weeds there because there's just so many scenarios that that may not be likely enough to warrant getting into listeners' time. But I'd encourage everybody check out what that Iowa team's been doing. There's something there. Now jumping over here to Kansas, that we'll just keep the conversation there. Your most likely opponent in the Elite Eight could be Kansas, That's and I don't good. think you can ever say, "Hey, we got an easy win against Kansas." That's just not a sentence we're going to be having. Now we did beat them the last time we played them. Oh, and it was easy. We made it look easy. Yeah, we made I mean, it look easy. That. Yeah, I don't think that this Auburn team has that kind of demoralizing scoring run in them at this point in the season. I'll ha- be happy to be wrong, but I just don't see a step on the throat offensive performance down the stretch here. If Auburn is going to advance through the Elite Eight, this is going to be a close game. Uh, won by Auburn holding Kansas under 70 points. Feel. Yeah, Jeez. and it's you know it's funny because this Kansas team did did lose a Dayton early in the season, mm-hmm. and they had lost Kansas. Excuse me, they lost Kansas. They are Kansas. They had lost to Texas Tech, Kentucky, 
a, not a great Texas team. I'm not really sold on Texas at all this year. Baylor and TCU, but after after that uh, TCU loss, they've been they've been playing some pretty stout basketball again. I mean, they've been they've been a little run that loss since March first. So I think people are up on Kansas again. Like I said, there there are arguments to be made that this Kansas team could potentially get exposed. And I know there's a lot of people that have them going all the way. I mean, if you're talking athleticism, you're talking matching up. Auburn, Auburn can beat anybody. I mean, the, the, the common, the common opponent here is obviously going to be Kentucky. Kentucky, um, beat Kansas 80 to 62. Auburn beat Kentucky by nine. Now I know, I know we don't want to get into transitive property. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. We don't get into transitive property basketball here, but what I'm trying to get at with that is that like Auburn has the ability to beat anybody. Like Auburn can, if Auburn's playing their best basketball, they can beat anybody, but it's just the issue of, and this is the question, what is Auburn's best basketball? We don't necessarily know, but I'm going to say this on record, and I don't think you're going to disagree with me. Okay. To beat a team like Kansas, you're going to have to be playing your best basketball. Like you're not going to, you're not going to limp through a win against Kansas. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, best basketball for Auburn. I don't know if that exists at this point, I, I, but I don't, I don't know if we need it. I think we've always we always play our best basketball on the defensive end. On the offensive end, you just gotta you gotta get Jabari the ball. You have to let your best players take over the game. That's Walker Kessler, that's Jabari Smith. And then you need the other guys to just contribute at an average level. Now I'm I'm telling you, if KD doesn't go over 14, we beat Texas A and M and we advance in the SEC tourney. Or, you know, if Wendell Green uh, the uh, a game before went like two for 10 from the field. Like, these are really, really bad shooting performances in some of these losses that we've had, which have only been four this year. Right. So I just really think, you know, if you're looking at it, um, Auburn has a really good opportunity against a team like Kansas. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving them, I'm giving them, I'm giving them this one. I, I, I think defense shows up, uh, as long as and we win, as long as there are no historically bad performances. Now we get we get by Kansas, and then you got to face somebody from another region. All right, the Final Four is when you leave your region, you travel to New Orleans, you go down to Bourbon Street, you get yourself a hurricane, and then you play who? Right? Is Arizona coming out of this South region, and is okay. that who Auburn faces? All right, so no one's gonna like what I have to say because my my bracket I have not made it yet. It is it is March fifteenth, Tuesday night. Okay, in the you year got, you gotta hurry up, buddy. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm gonna get on, but I gotta think. If anybody can't tell by this point, listening to the podcast, like the amount of overthinking I'm gonna do in this bracket will just be unprecedented. Yes, and we'll, you can probably already tell, but like it's gonna be wild. I'm either gonna have like. Everybody's laugh at me bracket or galaxy brain bracket. When this yeah, make sure you post that to Twitter. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the overthinking means your bracket's going to bust in the second round. Okay, probably. <laughs> but, but I appreciate the confidence. <laughs> I, can I, I want to take a galaxy brain hot take here. And okay. I want the war report to be the first to have it. Okay. This is the okay. This is the year we, as an entire world, see the first perfect bracket. What? It's it's happening this year. I'm calling it. I'm calling my shot. Okay. Not, yeah. I would love it to be me, but it probably won't be. 
somebody's doing it. We're going to have the first perfect bracket. It's going to be a chaos bracket. Yeah, I hope it's mine because you, you'll you win like a kajillion dollars if you have that bracket. Yeah, I want Warren, I want Warren Buffett to buy me something nice. Yeah, now, you're going to be on Oprah. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll be generous to have you on. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. There'll be people doing brain scans <laughs> trying to find out I'm some type of genius. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> uh, it's gonna, and it's going to end up being my coin flip bracket where I'm just okay. like, I'm literally just flip coins each round. But out of the South, honestly, I think this could be the bracket of pure calamity. I, I, I could legitimately... You could convince me that Villanova, Tennessee. I don't. I'm not. I'm down on Arizona, but just instead of the one seed, you can never down it. But I don't think it's going to be Arizona. But you said you can never down a one seed doing it. So Arizona, UAB could go far. Everybody's oh, down. UAB. Okay, all right. Like, it, it, we could see some. Why UAB's beating Houston round one? Yeah, maybe I, I'm be eating cap on that a little bit. But like, I feel that, like I feel like Michigan could take the South. I mean, yeah, even even there's been some chatter of Michigan. Like, don't don't I, let me say that, Memes. No. Michigan I mean, is they should have been at home. Texas AM should have been in here. How I'm just saying over Texas AM. It's gonna yeah, I mean, even even Ohio State, there could just be some weird Big Ten magic that just bubbles up in the South region. I I just I don't know about this. This this could be the one that is like puts the madness in March Madness. I agree. So, like, listen. Tennessee and Villanova, uh, Ohio State. I mean, this is this is kind of a tough bracket. UAB again is a sleeper. I think that they're a Sweet Sixteen team, so I'm with you on that one. Uh, I, know some, I think that's their floor. You think that's their floor? Yeah, I mean, I think I, that's their floor. Yeah, they've got some favorable. I don't think they'll have any problem getting past Houston, and then they meet Illinois in the next round. I, I just, I think that they, they they could very well end up in the Sweet Sixteen. Um, Tennessee is playing some of their best basketball here at the end of the season. Anything can happen in this bracket. Um, Michigan was the low light of this. They should have been at home, man. Texas A&M should have been in this thing. I know I keep coming back to this, but them making the tournament offends my sensibilities, right? Like, as a human being, I feel physically sick. No, that and that's Michigan madness. Like, what if Michigan went on some run? That's what I'm saying. Like, the South, I, I'm calling that South is going to be the chaos. That's right. going to be the chaos bracket. I, okay. I, I mean, like I said, it, it's just me calling a shot. Like, I've just... You got to have some hot takes. You got to have some bad takes on there. That's why you can be like, "Well, the war report they have horrible takes." Like, no, that's our guest Auburn memes. Uh, well. Okay, all right. So, so you let know, me ask you this then. Let me affiliated. ask you this: If chaos happens in the South, Auburn meets which team in the Final Four? Yeah, chaos happens. Okay, who's your who's who's your chaos? Chaos happens. Um, oh, okay, I'm gonna say number one. UAB. That that's like your ultimate chaos team. Oh, I like it. A twelve Number seed in the final four. When was the last time that happened? I mean, it, they've they've got the. I think they. I really do think they've got the dogs to do it. UAB's got. They could totally do this team of destiny thing, and like that's the story people rally behind, and you start believing it could be awesome. Okay. I, I, I'm not. It's funny because everyone's so sold on Arizona. Just oh man, look at Arizona. Da 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 da. They're so complete. They're so balanced. And as a lot of people said about Illinois last year, and look how Illinois ended up flopping. I had I called that game. I was one round off, but I had Illinois losing early. I wasn't sold on Illinois. I've got that same gut feeling about Arizona. I'm just like, I'm just not super sold on Arizona. And then I know this may not sound as sexy as a chaos pick, but I really wouldn't be surprised if somehow, some way, Tennessee rallied out of that and made it to the final four. Now, mm-hmm. I think there had to be some other chaos in there, like, 
Villanova getting upset or Arizona getting upset somewhere in there. I still don't know if I'm necessarily sold in Illinois as much this year, but who knows? Maybe it'll be a redemption tour from last year and they'll make a little run. Okay. So I don't know who they'd be facing. In, in the final four, I mean, if I did know who they'd be facing or had a decent clue, I'd be making a lot of money gambling. I'd be reporting live from Las Vegas right now. So I mean, at that point, it's just speculative. But I mean, if you make it to the final four, I mean, that, that's really where it's coin flip. You're obviously playing the elite of the elite that's hot. Okay. So... I, I, and then you just got to kind of look at matchups there, but it just it, it can't really be from there. I mean, I think you just kind of almost put all anal, all all the you know all the analytics and statistics out the door, and that's just like it, it's just pure raw basketball at that point, but it, running on emotions and everything. I've done I'm doing some shoddy research here on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. One time has a 12 seed reached the elite eight. One time. 12 teams ever made the final four? Uh, let's see here. They, they, they're saying, okay, so it's saying 12, 21, 12 seeds have reached the Sweet 16. Only <laughs> one in 21 times has that team advanced to, to the Elite Eight. My UAB is going to make history this year. Okay. The, they're they're going to lose first round, and I'm going to get I just want, gonna put me I just want to confirm that that indeed would be chaos. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. No, well, this is a weird year. I mean, look at the beginning of March and all. Remember the the one week of the first time in AP history where all those Auburn, RIP, all of the top like what was it six of the top ten teams lost in the same like weekend? I mean, it was just we've been seeing some weird stuff happen already this season. And the reason I I can safely sort of say that is. There's not been one, two, or even three or four just like absurdly top-heavy dominant teams. It's really spread out. A few of these good teams have been kind of tripping on the finish line, having some questionable losses, and everybody's been doing it. And then there's teams that are good that haven't been challenged, and there's teams that aren't as good that have been going on some hot streaks, very similar to kind of what Texas A&M did in the SEC tournament. So... This is kind of our first real post-COVID March Madness. We had it gone in 2020. You didn't have all the fans, and there's still a lot of, you know, testing three times a week and all these other things, and it was still sort of, that was the dominant storyline of can we have sports with COVID. But now, I think for the most part, we've been blessed. Numbers been low. Like, it's back to basketball. And we're just seeing some trends to me that I think just the gut is telling me like it can just be a really weird, it's not going to be a by the chalk kind of bracket where the, the big mm. seats advance. Like, I think we're going to see a really fun and memorable March Madness for the madness. Well, to your point, right? Um, again, UA, UAB would make it that kind of tournament if they do what you think they're going to do. Now, digging a little deeper in here, the lowest seeds to ever make the final four are the 1986 LSU Tigers. And last year's UCLA Bruins. US, yeah, UCLA I'm, made it as 11, an 11 seed, made the Final Four. Yeah, who did UCLA beat in the Sweet 16 last year? Um, memories. Ah, uh, man, you, you want me to do next little, you want for me to do more research here. Uh, I got to go back and take a look. But um, yeah, you gotta, yeah, that's going to be your homework real quick. You got to see who UCLA beat in the Sweet 16. Now, now they have, again, another one of those teams that could make some noise in this, in this tournament. Uh, if they get hot down the stretch here, I, I like, I mean, we call it March Madness for a reason. 
And I'm with you. I think that there is a good possibility that we see something special in this tournament. Hopefully, all of that uh, special comes from Auburn. That is the yeah, hope. And, uh, there's a few people believing it. And like I said, if, and going back to what we said at the beginning, if you have a very convincing game against Jacksonville State and you qualm a lot of the doubts and you fix a lot of those issues in a sounded manner, then I think people are going to just jump right back on the Auburn train and go, oh, man, like, yeah, we, we weren't talking about them as much as we should have. Now, there's been a few. I have have heard a few prominent people that do have Auburn going fairly far in this thing. So, you know, it's not like they're totally doubted, but Auburn has always done better with a little chip on their shoulder. So hopefully that'll help kind of get them going. Now, best case scenario, Auburn does make it past the Final Four. Don't get robbed again. Mm. From the West and or the East, who do you think that they see in the final game. And I'll even maybe let you say, who do you think your final four from the West and East would be that they could potentially match up with? Mine is is boring. (laughs) I I do like, I like the uh, brand of basketball that Arizona is playing right now. So ultimately, I do think it will be Arizona-Auburn. I think it'll be Arizona-Auburn. And I know that's not, it's a one versus a two, so that's not... All my chaos is happening on the other side of my bracket. I've got UConn versus Purdue <laughs> on the other side of my bracket. So I've got a three and a five making it through to the final four on the other side. Oh, but, so All right. So you're you're on the opposite. You see, I feel like those will go a little bit more on the chalk. So me and you are just on opposite sides of the spectrum. I'm seeing it getting wild in the south. You're saying the west and the east are going to get a little little funky. I, I like it. I mean, that that's the beauty of madness. That's the beauty of talking about it. You still know. They, 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 listen, that east region is brutal. Brutal. And they're going to cannibalize each other, which, like I said, happy Auburn dodged that bullet. Yeah, ag- agreed. Uh, that East is uh, that East is brutal. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of happy. I mean, I'm sad that I'm not. We're not going to get those regional games from that. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I really do think that um, you know what it'll come down to is there's going to be upsets in that bracket. So um, kind of going back here, we were talking about who UCLA beat. To make that final four, and no, I, I was teeing it. I was teeing it up for you, Mike. Oh, did they beat? Oh, they lost to Gonzaga. Oh, we have them to blame for Gonzaga fans. It was Alabama in the Sweet Sixteen. Did they really? Oh, oh, yeah. my goodness! Why well, I'm looking? I'm, I'm looking it up. Bums, memes. If there is a bum team in this tournament other than Michigan, it's Alabama. Right. No, and there. so it's funny. So they lost to UCLA. I was trying to tee that up, but mm-hmm. we got you here. Okay, all right. We're there. They, lost the, they, they lost to UCLA, which was an 11 seed in last okay. year's tournament. The best Alabama team that ever is or ever was loses to an 11 seed. <laughs> to lend and the then, lowest seed ever to the final, the elite and then, Yeah, to make, yeah. To, make the, to make the lowest, yeah, to make literal history for the lowest seed to ever make the Final Four, which I preach. I didn't know that, so that... That yeah. makes the Alabama storyline loss even better. So thank you for adding that flavor. Alabama then proceeds to lose to 11-seed Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament. Mm. And to make the story oh so much better, they're facing another 11-seed in this tournament, one they could easily lose to, because let's be real, Alabama's shown they can easily lose to anybody at this point. And if they lost the three 11-seeds in a row, like... I would be jubilant. I would be very obnoxious on Twitter. Someone's blocking me. I will make sure everybody knows that happens. And I will probably have them losing that first round 
and they've been playing some and, and to get a little serious on it, they've been playing some down basketball. Yeah. They they just haven't looked they haven't looked hot. Even those games that they've been beating good teams as far behind them. I just don't know if they've got the momentum coming into this. Just some of the comments Nate Oates has made about that team. Should we have Hunter Johnson on if uh <laughs> he's gonna if be loses? He's going to be in a hole for a while. They're, they're, they're all going to be down bad if this happens. Okay. I mean, it's going to be, you know, Pablo's football meme of the Pikachu with the Alabama hat missing teeth. It's going to be like, that's, we're going to be talking about football pretty hard from the I, Alabama people. Spring, oh spring practice and A Day will be the storyline. Yeah. They're, they're immediately going to move on. Yeah. yeah we're going to be, we're, we're, we're going to be looking at football pretty yeah. hard. Maybe baseball and softball. And, and they're going to be bringing up the Birmingham over. Bowl. Like yeah, every, oh yeah, gotta talk about day. yeah, gotta talk about the Birmingham Bowl. That that's that'll be the storyline there. But yeah, I just think that team's down bad bums, as you would say. I just it's funny because I mean they show they got the they've got the uh they've got the ability to beat anybody, but I just think the mental of this team is so far off of it that you know, Well, I, their coach I, throws them under the bus every chance he gets. Right. And and I think there's there's something going on. I mean, they they they've been they've stalled out toward the end of the season. I mean, they had that you know they, they got it tripped up at the end of the year, then they lose to Vanderbilt, and just they didn't play a very good game. I mean, they just didn't look like they were playing great basketball against them. And then Nate Oates talked about you know if you're not playing defense, we're going to bench you. Just all these things. Something's going on with that team. They seem vulnerable. Yeah, we're making. When, I don't think they come out of that one. When they get hot from the outside, they can they can play with anybody. Um, well, yeah, but that could be said of that could be said of any team. They do yeah. have the capability of getting hot from three. Now, what what I think that leads to is just them jacking up a bunch of bad shots because it feels like that's the only way they know how to play. It's either falling or it's not. Now, I would bet my money that at some point in the tournament against a quality opponent, it's not. And you're going to get run off the court. So I don't. I don't know. Like Alabama, I, I want to close out. You know, we talked about Auburn. I think we both agree. Auburn's Auburn ceiling is the champion. A championship. This is a championship level squad. Now we may not be playing championship level offense, but we damn sure are playing championship level defense. Yeah, and that's the offense. Consistent. Yeah, the champ, championship level defense and average offense for Auburn equals title this year. I think that's how good we are playing on defense. You know, as far as Alabama is concerned, uh, it, again, another team that made the tournament over some team that probably deserved it. Now, you can highlight their wins versus uh, Gonzaga and Baylor and say, hey, and you can look at their schedule and say they had the hardest strength of schedule in the country. Those are facts. They won those games, and they did have a pretty brutal schedule. As a matter of fact, they had a stretch in the middle of the season where they played Baylor, Auburn, and Kentucky in consecutive games. They lost two of the three, but they also handed Georgia their only SEC win of the season, a team that immediately fired their coach after the season was over. And they've got other puzzling losses on their schedule. Um, that and I've said this about players, I've said it about teams. I think the mark of a good team is not their ceiling, it's their floor. When it gets bad, how bad can it get? For for Alabama, it's really bad, especially now. You we've talked about Auburn's offensive struggles. 
these guys can go cold too. But they don't have championship level defense to to to, to bail them out when they go cold. Exactly. And that's the that's the identity of that team has been that bad defense. So mm. it's just cold shooting and all that. And yeah. There's a word for bum, that. Bums. Bum basketball. They're bums. <laughs> they are bums. Now, uh, well, I want to close it out here. Thank you, my guy, Auburn Means, for joining me here. Uh, ultimately, we'll be watching the tournament. We'll be back next week to talk about how Auburn fared in the first two rounds. Hopefully, we're still talking about their prospects headed in to the Sweet 16 and hopefully eventually the Elite Eight. Uh, but, uh, Means, I want to thank you for joining me, man. Thanks for coming by, buddy. Hey, always happy to do it. Love to look. I almost said love hoops, Mike. This is getting rough on me now. <laughs> love some hoops. Love talking about it. March is one of the best times of the year. There's no doubt we'll die on this hill. March Madness is the best postseason across all of sports. This is something to get excited for. And it, it's great for us to be in the driver's seat of having a team that actually does have the ability to be a legit championship contender. That's exciting. It's exciting that Bruce has done this multiple times in such a short time period and has the momentum to keep that moving forward. Exciting time to be an Auburn fan, but really just exciting time to be a basketball fan. So yeah, happy to jump on to talk about it. Hoping we continue talking about nothing but good news for this tournament. I don't want to be, I don't want to have tears. I can't, I can't bear it. My heart can't take it. But I'm gonna think positive here. We're, we're, we're making a run this year. We're going to the ship. Hey, listen, you love to see it. Guys, we're signing off. Thanks, Means, for joining us. And as always, as always. War Eagle.